Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. How did your uh, Call of Duty go? It did good. I am uh, ranking up in the world. I'm like two millionth now. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. I'm about uh, another a million, uh, million plus from getting money. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna quit in a current position and go to, go to doing it professionally. In yeah, it's, a work, it's a work in progress. <laughs> well, um, for those of everybody else who wasn't born into our family, uh, I'm Savannah, and this is a podcast called Where Fools Rush In. And guess what that makes you? That makes me the fool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, well, the, the terminology, I decided to use it because the terminology was, A, it's from a Frank Sinatra song, which makes me really happy. Right. <laughs> and B, it was a proverb about people who didn't fully understand the situation just charging ahead. And the goal of the podcast is to talk to people who don't have this, like, constant IV in their arm of news and you know, DC political inside baseball just coming at them constantly to talk about how that information filters down to you and how you make decisions based on wherever you get your information. You're targeting the unwashed masses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what you you plan to call yourself. I guess it's better than fools. (laughs) Uh, Work on the name. Work on the name next time and maybe the delivery of the name to your next uh... (laughs) step. Person, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it may not apply to them. You never know. <laughs> Pretty degrading, but go ahead, carry on. <laughs> but since you're my brother, I figured I'll try it out with you, and you know, well, prototype. And I have yes. to log into your banking account, so you still have to like me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> when we're done, uh, you are to introduce you. Are you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner? And you worked in, I, I was thinking, like, four or five different industries yeah, over your... Yeah, I've been a spark plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you've been around yeah, over yeah, your... Yeah, the whole field 20, in the railroad. Yeah. Like, 20, 24, yeah. almost 25 years. Yeah. And a basketball enthusiast, an outdoorsman, and officially, my children do not have a favorite uncle, but... I'm not saying, I'm just saying. We all know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and I mean, I would say you're a tree man, but you're not a tree man. You're a yard man. Uh, yeah, because at the end of the day, people only care about cleanup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Professional arborist is what we like to call arborist. it, but they call it, they call it a guy that does well with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> no matter how dangerous and... the tree is, as long as the yard looks good at the end of the day. And even though, you know, you've been called a lot of things, Renaissance man, Micah, everyone would, everyone would do me a personal favor if they called you Squirt. Yep. <laughs> That's my favorite. So you probably wouldn't consider yourself a news junkie, I'm guessing. No, not at all. So, I mean, like, on a scale of one to a hundred, like a hundred uh, being dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I would, I would put my. You know, I used to take a lot more, you know, mind to it, but now I'm just kind of the opinion that I feel like somebody's always kind of controlling what you hear, so I don't really take much stock in it. Yeah. Well, I kind of was the same way before I started writing news. I started 
uh, I don't know if you remember because you were living in LA at the time, but I started writing news on Inauguration Day 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was like trial by fire. I mean, my first stories were about riots and, you know, people's cars being busted in by Antifa and all this stuff. And right. it's pretty much gone downhill from there. No, it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> uh, I had done it a little bit before then, but that was like my first, uh, you know, big immersion in it. And as time goes on, I think I kind of have agreed with you that there really are people controlling a lot of what you hear. So, but the sad thing is that I don't necessarily know that either side always has all the facts. It usually, in my opinion, ends up being a little bit of both. I would right. definitely consider myself a conservative, and I think you would too. Right, yeah, no, I definitely agree with one more than the other, but, uh, you know, I don't think anybody really knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I want to talk to you about today, because it's probably the part of politics you are most concerned about, is money. Okay, I take? was expecting COVID, but let's go with money. <laughs> <laughs> how much they take, how much they give back, you know, right. our blessed refunds, all of that. Right. And specifically the stimulus packet, because you are a conservative, but you're pro stimulus. I am pro stimulus, yes. Okay. Do you, like, what do you know about it? What's your, I mean, you got your stimulus, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got my stimulus. All I know uh, is that apparently for years we've been setting aside money that uh, is supposed to be for the people, for an emergency. And I, I'm guessing there's some trillion amount of money in there. I don't know. But what I do know is if they would have divided it up equally among the people, we would have all got $14,000 a piece, which would have been a lot better than my $1,200 I received. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So it, it went out like the end of March and um, see uh, an article from CNBC that I pulled talked about they authorized up to $1,200 per individual so $2,400 for married couples $500 for children and they just randomly deposited it in all of our bank accounts everybody did, yeah. you know, did that and I, know I had no problem <laughs> figuring out where what, what to do with my money no, um, yeah, mine's gone yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was for uh, to make up for um I guess economic loss due to the COVID nineteen virus, right, which they pretty much stimulated themselves as well. <laughs> okay, topic for another <laughs> podcast. Um, and so the total amount uh, passed by Congress at the end of March was two point two trillion. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time wrapping my brain around trillion. Are you very familiar? Like, have you ever kind of looked up and figured out how much money a trillion dollars is? Is it 10 billion? <laughs> I, I did know. it earlier today. A trillion is a thousand billion. Holy crap. So that's a million times a million. And how many it trillion was zeros. it? It was 2.2 trillion dollars. Holy crap. And I couldn't, I still, I read that and I still couldn't wrap my brain around it. So I got, I got a good example, I think, to try and help me understand what it is and maybe you too. If you used hundred dollar bills and you stacked them up, Mm -hmm. it would be just shy of 12,000 miles high. Man. That's a trillion dollars. 
I feel like my stimulus definitely wasn't enough now. (laughs) Yeah, you got 12 of them. (laughs) Did that over two times. I think they're closing in on three times now because they've passed a couple of smaller packages for things. Right. Uh, And like you said, if they had divided that evenly by 350 million people, it would have been about $5,700 per person. Or if they did it by household, there are roughly 130 million households in the United States, and it would have come to uh, close to fifteen and a half thousand dollars. So, mm-hmm. our twelve hundred is not. Well, you know, yeah, I think they might, you know, give us another one, or you know, and they, and you know, they have to use some of that money for research and, and all right. kinds of stuff. I'm sure. Right. That's that's a good point. So, and and there's there was a point of it that. You can tell me if you agree with this, just based on people you've talked to. There was panic, and they staved off panic. Like they bought, yeah, you know, some. I don't know what you'd call comfort, basically. I mean, I wasn't panicking personally. If everything crashes and the whole world burns, I'll be just fine. You know, I'm not really worried about it. But I mean, definitely yeah. the whole economy shut down, and people that you know work the regular Seven Eleven jobs and stuff are like, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, but I saw you. I saw you stocking up on shotgun shells. I know. I yeah, know no, I'm just worried about. I'm worried about people. I'm not worried about the economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So you're right. I mean, a lot of that did have to go to other areas other than just people. So I got a breakdown of a few of those things. That um, do you, are you familiar with what else went into the stimulus packet at all? I'm not. No. Okay. Five hundred billion of it went to loans to businesses. Um, That's good. Three hundred fifty billion went to loans for s- small businesses. In addition to the five hundred billion, um, mm-hmm. we got emergency unemployment. Got two hundred and sixty right. billion. Makes sense. Healthcare. No, yeah, healthcare got one hundred fifty billion. Stands to reason, mm-hmm. since it was a virus outbreak. Supposed virus outbreak. You can't see my air quotes there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, state and local governments got 150 billion. Wheel kind of runs off after that, though. Um, Department of Homeland Security got 45 bil- billion. But okay. I mean, we need to be safe. Coronavirus treatment got 27 billion. Uh, everybody kind of dipped their hand in the pot. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going. Veterans <laughs> got 20 billion. Okay, then education. That's just curious. Education got 31 billion. Which is weird. Shut down. Yeah, which is weird because we're not educating anyone right now. Yeah. Uh, food and agriculture got some for food stamps and stuff. Yada yada. Transportation, defense. Then we have twenty-five million for the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. Oh, that's good. They needed some. I mean, do you know what the John F. Kennedy Center? <laughs> I have for the no idea what they even do. Me either. Me either. But they got twenty-five billion dollars. So that that's fun. Um, Are you saying billion or million? 25 million. I'm sorry. Okay. These are billions. Or what? <laughs> um, economic aid to communities. Oh, the Native American communities got 2 billion. Healthcare oh, equipment, okay. schools. Okay. Uh huh. Diplomacy. There was 1.1 billion to diplomacy. Foreign diplomats. You know, it's crazy just to get off real quick. Native Americans want to act real independent until this old money pot's coming out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like a, you know, the ultimate uh, teenager or adult child, which we know nothing yeah. about. Uh, being like, you can't tell me what to do, but also, what's for dinner? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, get out of my room. Hey, what's for dinner? Yeah. 
And this is because this is cool. Congress gave themselves ninety-three million. Just huh. you know, Senate teleworking and other costs. I feel like huh. I feel like if they all have iPhones, they could have made that work. It's just yeah. Me. Everybody's getting their hand in their pocket in the pocket. I know. Um, I think probably like one of the most disturbing ones for me. Let's see, Market Watch reported um, the initial um, draft, like as they were drafting it up, and so I don't know if this actually went through. Um, but uh, the National Association of Manufacturers requested 1.4 trillion, and the travel industry got 145 billion. So, the travel industry. Well, travel industry probably needs something. Somebody's traveling. Yeah, I know. But so we're thinking about this in terms of um, businesses keeping themselves afloat. But right. you're double dipping here because, like you say, the travel industry nobody's traveling. Um, we got a lot of industries kind of down or at a minimum depressed. Right. But those guys are all in their jumping over and taking their money their, the historic unemployment so what are those companies doing with the money if they're not keeping people on payroll like, what else oh, could yeah, they possibly no, be doing they're in Baja right now <laughs> <laughs> on their private yacht not giving a dang what Sherry from Nebraska is doing right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. the thing is rich people are always going to stay rich poor people are always going to be poor this only really affects the poor people you know, like I watch, um, I watch just YouTubers and stuff like that. And they're all like, oh, we're quarantined and all that. And they're multi-million dollar houses, you know, like they're not affected by this. If anything, their views and stuff have gone up. Uh, you know, I mean, this only affects the poor people and the people that are living paycheck to paycheck. The people that me are living like, mm, we got a cushion of two paychecks between, you know, starving. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's my question: Is why you're not concerned about the 2.2 trillion too much, or weren't before you found out it was 12 miles high? Right. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Like, what's your, what do you think is going to come of that? I'm not concerned about what's left of the money. No, I mean you're not. Cons- you don't seem to be concerned. You can correct me if I'm wrong about long-term potential damage to the economy to your potential to make a living to what it might do to your future tax rates anything like that I think this whole thing's gonna blow over I'm not really concerned about any of it honestly I think the whole thing was manufactured so I mean if if it doesn't blow over then I'll, I'll figure out something else you know I'm you know the people around me they'll say you know we're we're just we're we're survivors i'm not worried about the money i'm not worried about anything if they want to keep giving cutting me stimulus checks that's fine but i'm gonna figure out a way to make it regardless and that's just where my head that i know that's where a lot of my friends heads are at too like we're we're always gonna figure out a way to make money and okay. i'm not really worried about it and i think the economy is going to come back up eventually i think this COVID thing is gonna blow over i think the only reason it's here is because of election year yeah you know it's a bad cold cold suck it's, it's a bad flu flu sucks I don't know if you ever had the flu it's the worst yeah. but that's all it is and the flus have always killed old people it's always killed weak people it's always killed people with pre-existing yeah know, stuff well I'm not I'm not um, unfortunately I, I wish I had accurate statistics on what's going on with the actual pandemic but I don't feel like I do um, right nobody does and so it's really hard to speak to something when you don't have 
information. Right. To me, what we're going to do or what the long game could be with the economy is something we have some facts about and we can try and sort out. Um, Because there are a lot of conservatives who feel like this is kind of a first step. If they keep doing stimulus checks, they used to call it, they used to call something like this, guaranteed minimum income. So First step to socialism? Right. Re- money yeah. redistribution, basically. Right. And right. Whenever they can decide exactly how much everybody gets. And... Right. And socialism, by definition, is government control of private industry. Um, and that affects us all in a really big way. So with that, yeah. considering that, um, are you at all worried about th- that particular part of it not blowing over? Or do you feel like the election's going to just sweep it all away? Yeah, I honestly haven't even thought about it. I mean, obviously, I've thought about, you know, government having more control makes, you know, but I always just assumed once the actual virus kind of blows over, it'll all just kind of go away. But, you know, you're right. Once they get a taste for all this power and, and this foothold, it might not ever go away, you know? Yeah. It well, might always, they always get more and more power, you know, and they can regulate more and more things and decide, you know, that's what they're about. They're just a bunch of power hungry people. They're not about our best interest. Okay, well, let's put that aside. Let's put aside our opinion of whether or not... Sorry, I keep getting off... I keep getting off of my... No, no, no. (laughs) No, that's a good point, and I'm glad... I'm glad you made it. Um, But what I want to figure out is... What I want to figure out is your opinion, like, as a small business owner and as a person who um, avoids government assistance on a regular basis... uh, how you're feeling about 2.2 trillion dollars like where that's going to come from because we were already i believe about 18 trillion dollars in debt i could be wrong about that but i think that's what yeah. i read yeah. um and i want to read something to you really quick from cbs news kenneth rogoff i hope i'm pronouncing his name correctly he's a harvard harvard, harvard economist um, he in 2009 co-wrote um, a seminal uh, from the history of financial collapses that warned about rising national debt. He said, generally, the government governments pay back their debt by either raising taxes or cutting spending. Paying back $2 trillion stimulus by raising taxes is a possibility. Cutting spending to pay off debt isn't really an option. He says, uh, you'd have to slash about a quarter of what the U.S. government spends each year to get back to even, in other words, to not continue to go more into debt. That larger cut in the government spending would lead to a recession, and as a result, the need for more stimulus. So what he essentially is saying is they're not likely to cut their budget. That means that the pound of Stimulus will carry on and carry on? That means that in order to balance the books, they have to basically raise taxes. Now, if you go back and you remember how much that stimulus was... Oh, I was told the stimulus was already all set aside in a special account for us, and this had nothing to do with with anything we would have to pay back. I think you could have been told wrong. Well, that's upsetting. I read... Now the stimulus checks seem kind of messed up. 
I read multiple places today, Fox News, CNBC, Politico, different people, that this this increased our national debt. It's $2.2 trillion. Wow. That, so, that blows my mind there. So if you were to, if you go back and recall how much this stimulus cost us per household. Right. So every household's portion was about 15000 Right. How does that make you feel about it? Uh, I don't like it now. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I, was, I guess I was told wrong I, in the very beginning of it. Actually, my best friend told me that, and he really doesn't know anything, so... Uh, I should have looked into that a little bit more. I just kind of took it like, yeah, Sorry, we're, one of the, we're one of the best, you know, uh, countries on the, in the world, you know, America. If, yeah, uh, I'm sure we were, you know, prepared for something like this, but I guess not. Yes. I guess we were just like, oh, you just going to go in more debt, and, you know, we'll figure our way out of it. Bunch of retards. And, and I don't hate to pile on. I don't want to send you spinning or anything or contradict your best friend. Officially, best friends are always right. Um, we also are going to have about an 8.5% interest rate on that. Imagine what interest is on <laughs> 2.2 trillion. <laughs> Insane. So, <laughs> it carries Look at on. the interest on your brand new F-150. It's more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to carry on and make this worse, um, Democrats specifically are pushing for further legislation that would send out... This is from Politico. I would send out $2,000 per month to people who make less than 120000 I hate to out us, but I'm going to say that's probably both of us on this call. Right. And it would expand to 4000 for married couples who file jointly and provide $2,000 for each child up to three. And I think that's up to three children. I don't think that's only children under the age of three. Um, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, that's what it means. The bill is a reflection of Congress efforts uh, that Congress efforts so far are not nearly enough to meet the needs of this historic crisis. Quoted, uh, that's a quote from the from Politico. Um, he said, "Congress is responsible to make sure that every working class household in America receives two thousand dollars emergency payments a month for each family member." Now. I looked, and I could not find how much that particular stimulus bill would cost us. Oh, and oh, and the good news is it's retroactive to go back to March. Um, and it would last until three months after the Health and Human Services Department has declared this health emergency over. So if they ended it today, we would still we get June, July, and August, $2,000. So, I'm not a mathematician. If they made the same concessions for the, the upcoming stimulus package that they made for the last one, and that was, say, a single payment, let's say $2 trillion, we'd have we'd be dealing with double that every month for at least three months. <laughs> Again, I'm rounding. That's $6 trillion. That's a... Uh, well, however many miles that's a lot of miles $100 bills right well so I mean what was their other option though except to bail out the economy unless they didn't want everything to go I mean all they're doing is just I guess prolonging things from going into the tank right things are going destined for the tank either way 
So I guess watch your doomsday preppers. Yeah. So does it, I mean, I guess my question uh, for you is, are you, are you going to change how you vote in the upcoming election based on whether or not, I mean, you probably would have voted Republican, I'm guessing. Do you feel like you're going to change based on whether or not they vote for these stimulus packets? Whether or not they vote for these stimulus packets? Uh... For instance, our, our representative here, you're in the same district I am, is Louis Gohmert. Uh, right. He's great. He's well-loved by a lot of conservatives, even outside of our district. Um, I get it. If he did or he did not vote for the packet, either way, is it going to affect whether or not you vote for him again? You know, like if I he said, had a like, competitor. Like I said, like, uh, it seems like either way we're screwed, so I, I don't think it's going to really affect how I vote. You know, I guess I would go more against it now, though, but I don't think it would affect my vote. Because it looks like either way, you know, the economy's going in the tank, so. Well, I mean, you, you know. say we don't really have a choice, but you and I... We can never say for sure what would have happened, but I don't think either of us had a big change in our income due to COVID. Thankfully, I've said many prayers and thanks for that. I mean, would you consider that to be true? I mean, you, uh, like you said at the beginning of the show, I have my bank account, so you can see that I've had quite the change. <laughs> the beginning of COVID, uh, I had uh, several digits in there that I don't have anymore. So, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen a change. But it's because people are scared, you know, they don't have to wear a mask I go out there look at people's trees uh, people are not picking up their phones and doing stuff first of all people with a little bit of money aren't trying to spend it and then regular people are just afraid to see people you know yeah I, I don't know I, uncertain. I felt like based on some other small businesses that the flow the flow uh, for the service industry has been kind of steady I talked to a couple of other people you know, because it's spring. Mine, it's mine's spring. picked up, but it, 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 for the first few weeks, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess my uh, concern is uh, whether or not they're being, acting like, you know, a parent that just got a divorce and just throwing money around to keep people from freaking out. <laughs> you know? That's a pretty funny analogy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that probably is what they're doing. I, like, I, like I've been saying, I think they're just prolonging the inevitable. Uh, things are going to go in the tank, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. But it, would I vote differently? No, nah, I don't think I'd vote differently. I don't think it really matters, honestly. And that's my fool's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to call you a fool. I was saying we're trying to no, avoid being a fool. Like, yeah, 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 I was just playing. I, I really don't think I would vote differently based on the stimulus package because, I mean, most of the damage is already done. They're just going to do a little bit more and people are going to be happier a little bit longer and then things are going to hit the tank anyway, so. Well, you know, uh, they have a plan for how... I guess you could resolve from hitting the tank quite as hard by not giving more money to it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there are a lot of conservatives, you may be among them, who think that um, President Trump is a really good person to watch because whether or not you agree with him personally, the man knows how to balance a checkbook. He's a businessman. Yeah, America's a business. Yeah. And the thought among a lot of conservatives has been that this was for the purpose of tanking the economy, which was doing pretty well by a lot of measures. Going into right. a presidential cycle, which had an incumbent who's already, you know, 
they already have a little bit of a of a lead historically and a vice president who was not as strong as a lot of democrats former vice president who's not as strong as a lot of democrats hoped he would be um and so i think republicans feel like if if trump can pull the economy out of this free fall it's just going to further solidify his second term right um do you th- I, I, I agree do you think that trump will be able to fix this if he gets in for a second term i'll tell you what i think my whole life i have seen trump he's a businessman you always see he's always been around he's always been on tv he's always been making smart moves and i think if i could pick one person to do it if anybody can i'd pick that dude i mean what? he knows he knows he knows how to, like you say he knows how to balance the checkbook and if anybody knows the way around money and, and how to pull us out of this i think he does well you have to pick dad first yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him try to balance the <laughs> with mom. Yeah, okay, mom. Sorry. Mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either mom or Trump can get in <laughs> Okay, good answer. Solid. <laughs> okay. That's yes, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of the depression depressing stuff. Um I Yeah, I'm gonna go uh eat a bottle of vitamin and try to sleep this morning. Hang on, hang on. I got a couple more things to ask you, okay? And they're going to be a lot less depressing. Okay. Okay, I need to know. This is just, you know, for the fun of it. What's one thing, other than, like, your clothes and your cell phone, that you cannot leave the house without? Uh, my AirPods. AirPods, okay. What is one movie you think everybody needs to watch before they die? That's depressing, too. But, you know, when they have time. Shoot, that is depressing. <laughs> um... I would say Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. That's a good one. I didn't have an answer when I wrote that question. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with Gladiator. I was like, I didn't really have a message. You're very heartwarming. So, Forrest Gump. <laughs> All I can remember about Gladiator is that poor guy's wife getting burned to death. That's why I can't cope with it. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is my uh, this is my favorite segment. I did a podcast before. I had this segment in it. And it's called If You. Okay? And it's like a series of questions just to... We've done this before. Just to find out what people value and care about. Um, It can be anything. But I've got a question for you. If you could take one thing with you when you go, what would it be? When I die? If you could take one thing to the other side. Yeah, I, uh, I'd take my dog's door. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. I feel a little, I feel a little worse about wanting to steal your dog now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think he'd do well without me, and I don't do well without him. So uh, I take. He's a sweet dog. He's massive. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a mastiff. He's like a wolf dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, Micah. Thank you for being my inaugural guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, uh, Always. Hope it wasn't too depressing for you. I was trying to think of a really nah. good way to sign this off, and the only thing I could think of is "Don't drive like my brother." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if you look on our insurance records, you only see one person. That would <laughs> because you pay people <laughs> off, or because I'm the only one. <laughs> 
No comment. I'm out. <laughs> okay, go call your mom. All right. Okay. Man. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye.